Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Bikini Radio, and it's December, and what do you guys think I'm going to talk about today? New Year's and New Year's goals. We're going to talk about how you can have a successful 2022, kind of going into some habits, uh, mindset shifts, and just what I would recommend coming from someone who is an online health and fitness coach. And really what I want for people, if they do have New Year's goals, is I want them to enter the new year and set a goal that is realistic, healthy, and sustainable. And so if you're looking for a podcast about losing weight as fast as possible, transforming your body like an extreme short amount of time, then this episode is not going to be for you. (laughs) If, If this is for the person who is wanting to really work on changing their habits, changing their lifestyle, then uh, this would be your episode. So let's just start with the first tip on how to have a successful 2022. Number one is set realistic expectations. And I know that this can be a tricky one with social media. It's kind of confusing when you see all these transformations and different takes on fitness. And, you know, maybe you see these transformations and it's like four weeks, six weeks, and they look like a completely different person. It's like, well, how the heck do they do that? Understand that social media, some of what you see is not real. And some of what you see can be taken out of context. I'll never forget a situation. And I didn't think I'd bring this up, but I will never forget a situation where there was another online coach who would screenshot my client's testimonials and transformations, and then they would post them on their social media, like on their Instagram story and their Instagram highlights, claiming that that was their transformation. And that in itself just goes to show that some of what you see is not real. And I feel like some of these transformations where it's very specific on the time where they're like, oh my gosh, this only took them four weeks and they lost 10 pounds. Like, I don't really feel like that's the best representation of what is a realistic goal. If your goal is fat loss, you should be looking at around a half a pound to a pound tops per week. If you're a male, you could probably be more towards that one to two pound mark but you shouldn't be trying to lose weight at a rapid rate. Also understand that there's going to be weeks where you you might not see weight loss. So maybe you have a week where nothing really changes or even two weeks. That's not to say that your current plan isn't necessarily working. You have to just be focused on being consistent on your current program. And the first month of January, if you are embarking in a brand new fitness journey, is going to be your learning curve month. Okay. Let this be a transitional month. Don't let this be the, I'm going to go in wheels blazing. Like think of a marathon. Like you don't want to be the person who is going 110% trying to outrun everyone right away. No, like you want to run, but you don't want to empty the tank before you reach that finish line. You want to have gas in the tank to keep you going. So look at it the same way. You have to just ease into this. And January, if you are 
coming from more of a beginner to intermediate standpoint is going to be a hard transitional month. Even for myself, like I would normally start like a competition prep around January or February. And even that first three to four weeks, it kind of took a little while for it to set in that, oh, like I'm in prep, like I'm getting ready for a bodybuilding competition. So it does take time for your, your mindset to also catch up with things. Setting realistic expectations. I would also recommend writing out some of these goals that you have for yourself. And it should be kind of like a weekly goal. So a realistic expectation could look like my goal is to track my macros five days out of the week and hit my protocols closely. My goal is also to sleep seven to eight hours a night. My goal is to drink a gallon of water a day. You know, you can have these different goals that aren't just tied into the scale and think of goals that are reaching outside of that because you're not going to be able to control what the scale says. You can control your intentions though. So that looks like showing up for your workout, showing up for your daily activity, taking all your supplements and vitamins, getting your sleep, drinking enough water, avoiding alcohol, avoiding, you know, situations that aren't healthy for you mentally. So there's lots of things that you can think about that you have control of versus like, I want to lose two pounds this week. I don't like that goal. Okay. Because maybe for all my females out there, maybe you get your period or maybe you're super sore that week because you started your new workout program, or maybe you just are having some digestive issues. The scale is really outside of your control. The other things are not. Let's go on to the next point. To have a successful 2022, you need to focus on taking baby steps and focusing on habits that need to change. And this is going to look different for everyone. Okay. If you are a beginner, I would say a baby step could look like getting a gym membership and going to that gym three times a week. Okay. You don't need to be like your favorite fitness influencer and go five, six days a week, hardcore for two hours a day. You don't need to do that. So if you even just go to that gym three times a week for 45 minutes longer duration, that is progress. If you're coming from a place of never tracking your macros, just downloading the like a tracking app and just starting with tracking your calories is a step in the right direction. If you're someone who is pretty negative and maybe you struggle with body image, you know, maybe you take some time to read a book called like Brain Over Binge, or you listen to some podcasts that focus on your mindset and mental health, that's a step in the right direction. Okay. So baby steps will look different for everyone. And you want to take baby steps because what happens for a lot of people is if they move too fast, they get really overwhelmed, which leads to paralysis where they do nothing. (laughs) They say, okay, I'm overwhelmed. This is too much on my plate right now. And I can't do it all. I can't be perfect. I give up. And that's not what I want. So you need to take these baby steps and That's why I recommend looking at each and every single week and setting some goals for yourself. These goals don't have to be super big. If you have a hard week in in your life, which you will, there really is no perfect time to start a fitness journey, but that's not the whole point of this episode. But life is going to throw you curveballs. So maybe sometimes when life is crazy and you set that weekly goal, that weekly goal is just to eat enough or that goal is to you know, make your bed or just, you know, shower and do the basics. You know, you're going to have hard weeks like that. 
but it's very important to continue to set goals because when you stop setting them, you're going to feel like you're kind of floating in space and you're spinning your wheels and you're not necessarily getting anywhere or you're not even recognizing the progress you're making because you haven't highlighted what needs to be worked on. Okay. So I would recommend if you're listening to this episode that you take out a piece of paper and write down some physical goals that that you have for yourself, some performance-based goals that you have for yourself, and then some goals outside of the physical and looks and strength and goals that are more pertaining to life. Um, That could be, you know, maybe playing with your kids more or um, picking up a new hobby that, you know, brings out your artistic side. Like it could really be anything, but set a variety of different goals outside of just how you look and how you're performing in the gym. My next piece of advice for having a successful 2022 is I know I talked about weekly goals, but now I want to talk about setting short-term and long-term goals. Again, we need to work on getting our headspace outside of what can I achieve in four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks. You should be really asking yourself, what can I achieve in six months, one year, three years, or five years? And I get that that can be overwhelming for people, but hear me out. A lot of times these people where you admire their physique or maybe some sort of performance that they're doing, like a marathon or a bodybuilding competition, a lot of times that goal took years. And it also took that person by that person that you are admiring had to also have a day one, a day one where they decided, I want to run a marathon or I want to be on a bodybuilding stage and do really well. That person had to have that day one, but it took years to get there. I'm sure you guys have all heard of the term an overnight success. No one is an overnight success. The thing is, is people don't see the years of hard work that it took to get to that place that that person is in. So that's why I want you to brainstorm a goal that is a year from now, two years from now, three, four, five years from now, because that long-term goal is what's going to keep you going on those days that you're not really feeling it. Because each and every day does matter. That's not to say that you have to be perfect every single day, but understand that the actions you take today do impact your future. And so when we start to create healthy habits and we start to stick with it consistently, it's a lot easier for time to just kind of lapse. And then before we know it, it's been six months and a year long, and we are leaps ahead of where we were when we first started. Same goes for the person that doesn't necessarily have good habits. Maybe this person is um, eating fast food multiple times a week. Maybe they're hardly moving and walking. They've never really gone to the gym. It's a lot easier to stay, like stick with doing that when that becomes your normal. So you have to, you know, put your foot down, decide that change that you're going to make and um, set those short-term and long-term goals for yourself. I do feel like the short-term goal can sometimes get you started, but the long-term goal should really be your vision. And so let's move on to the next point. Create a vision board for yourself that inspires you. This vision board should contain your short-term goal and your long-term goal. You can include pictures, you can include quotes, you can include, I don't know, maybe even pictures of like songs or your favorite like motivational speeches. Include things that inspire you. I've had a couple of clients make vision boards and I can think of one in particular if she's listening to this episode, shout out to Jordan. I've recently had her on, but 
she wrote down a ton of these goals that she had set for herself. And guys, she achieved more than 50% of them within this last year. (laughs) So it is super helpful, I think, to have that vision because if you can't say your goals out loud, if you can't tell your best friend or your significant other what your goals are, odds are your ability to make that reality is going to be cut pretty short. Because if you can't even say it out loud, you don't even believe in yourself. So when you take this goal and this vision and this dream and you put it onto a vision board, then you are going to be far more motivated and far more inclined to believe that that goal is real and that you can achieve it. I remember when I had these huge business goals for myself, even just three years ago, I was wanting to make the transition from my full-time job into running my business. And I would write down my goals each and every single day, journaling for like two years in a row. And I used to work like a full-time job as um, a retail manager. And I would tell people when they asked me, what do you do? And this would be like outside of work, you know, small talk. I would tell them I'm an online health and fitness coach. I own my own business. I wouldn't say, oh, I'm a manager at a clothing store because I knew that my goal was bigger than that. I knew that I had this vision for myself and that if I introduced myself as a clothing manager, not that that's a bad job, I knew that my brain wouldn't really align with wanting to be the business owner as much or even believing that I could be a business owner. So I think the same thing goes with really any goal and even fitness goals. I think a lot of people struggle with imposter syndrome, which is basically you have all the credentials, but you still don't believe in yourself. Yeah. I I think a lot of people struggle with that. So if you can take some time and make that vision board for yourself, you're going to have a lot more confidence going into the new year. I am going to take a sip of my drink. (laughs) We are sipping on some Diet Coke. I don't like Coke Zero. I know a lot of people feel the other way, but Diet Coke is where it's at. Just a side note, (laughs) Instacart delivered Diet Pepsi. Literally the grossest drink ever. I hate Diet Pepsi. If you're listening to the podcast episode and you also hate Diet Pepsi, let me know. DM me. Do you prefer Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi? I'm not judging. I just think Diet Pepsi is disgusting. All right. So let's move on to the next tip. Have a plan. If you don't plan ahead, you plan to fail. You have to have a plan. And here's the thing. If you don't know what you're doing and you have this ability to invest in someone who does know what they're doing, hire them, get help. You're not supposed to know it all. Okay. I hire someone to help clean my house and I know that that's a luxury, but I'll be honest, I'm not good at cleaning my house. It's not that I don't want to, it's just that I'm not that good at it. So whenever I hire someone to do that for me, it takes the burden off my shoulders. It takes that stress. It saves me time. And they usually teach me something. I will ask something about like what, how they're cleaning like a certain part of my house and they teach me and it helps. Same goes with your goals, with your, with your fitness. You weren't taught how to make a training program. You probably weren't taught that much about nutrition. Okay. If you're from the United States, 
Your education in nutrition is probably pretty slim. They hardly teach us anything. Even if you do have that education, maybe you need the accountability. So get help. Get a plan. That is going to help you significantly. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't mean that you have to do it all, okay? It's going to make it a lot easier having a plan. Because if you don't have a plan, one, you're probably going to waste your time in the gym. Two, you're probably not going to feel confident in the gym because you don't know what you're doing. Three, you're probably not going to see results because your plan isn't specific to you, or maybe you're doing too much or too little, or your workouts are really unorganized. So you're not going to see that physical progress or even strength progress. And that's going to be very frustrating for you. And that's going to potentially lead you to want to quit. Four, you're going to even question what you're doing. And five, I mean, if you don't have that plan, then you might also be switching what you're doing each and every single day and feel super unorganized, which is never a really good feeling and can bring like kind of a sense of anxiety. So have a plan and stick with it. You do not need to change your workout all the time. Okay. So even if you can only invest in a training program, get a training program, stick with that baby for eight to 12 weeks, get a little fitness log book, start logging your strength. Start logging your progress, get as much data and information that you can from your body and even check in with yourself, hold yourself accountable because if there's no accountability check-in even with yourself, or if you've hired a coach with your coach, you might miss out on some of the progress that you're making, but you also might miss out on some of the areas that you can improve. Um, I'd recommend once a week that you just sit down, review everything, review kind of your tracking and your adherence track your weight and your measurements, take some progress pictures, look at your logbook, see if you're getting stronger, look at how you're feeling, how your digestion is, look at all those variables and get as much as possible and see how the week went. And then from there, decide if you're going to make changes. When you have a plan, you'll also find that your results are going to be accelerated. I remember when I first started going to the gym, I would just go on YouTube. They didn't have like TikTok and they had Instagram, but I would mostly go on YouTube to get like workout ideas and try to get ideas of how to track macros. And it was kind of helpful, but I just felt really lost. And I felt like my first two years working out were kind of a waste because I just was unorganized. I didn't really have a clear cut plan for me. And I was just kind of overworking myself <laughs> and I didn't even recognize it. So yeah, if I could go back and like restart my fitness journey, it would definitely be to like have a trainer help me and get more help with my nutrition. But I also was only like 17 or 18 at the time. Oh, well can't go back. All we can do is learn from our mistakes. That's what I'm doing for you guys. I'm learning from my mistakes and I'm providing content for you to save you time. So you don't have to do what I'm doing right now. Be sad. (laughs) Okay. Last tip. And this is kind of a fun one is clean up your social media. If anything in the fitness community is invoking anxiety or is stressful or you're comparing or it's triggering you, I think it's absolutely okay to take some time and reflect and ask yourself, why is this triggering me? Why is this bothering me? But if it is not healthy for your mental health, and by that I mean if looking at a picture of a girl makes you want to starve yourself or makes you want to do cardio, I see this shit on TikTok all the time where girls will be like, oh, you're perfect. Looks like I'm going to skip dinner tonight. I'm like, that is just 
so toxic and so unhealthy. Not only is that unhealthy for you, but that's unhealthy for the other person. Not saying like any of my podcast listeners are making those trolling comments, but if you even have those thoughts in your head, it needs to be addressed and you should probably take some time and clean up your social media. Follow people who are serving you positively. Maybe their story truly inspires you. Maybe they're producing education content content that helps you. Maybe they have really cool food posts that keeps you inspired with food. Whatever that is, follow those people. Very rarely do I follow people that only post about their body. That's not to hate on fitness influencers that make money off of their body or even just females in general where that's what they do. I just find that it doesn't really serve me positively. So I'm more so following the people that are trying to educate food ideas. I honestly don't even follow workouts like those swipe workouts or anything because like it's not super helpful usually. And I think it can confuse people on what's realistic. When I see someone do body weight exercises saying transform your butt, that's not going to transform your butt. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think that there's just a lot of misinformation there, but basically I'm following good quality content that serves me positively. So I would recommend clean up that social media and maybe you need to clean it up. So it aligns more with what your goals are. If you're someone who's in a competition prep, maybe follow other people who are currently in competition prep. If you're reverse dieting, follow other people who are reverse dieting. If you are a marathon runner, follow other people who are also training for a race, okay? Follow people that their goals are aligning with yours, and then you guys are kind of, you know, in the same journey together. That's basically all the tips I have going into 2022. I hope that this podcast episode was helpful for you guys. And this is posted in December. So I hope that you guys don't wait until the new year to take action and you recognize that you can take action today and start on recognizing some of those habits and behaviors you want to change and start taking those baby steps in the right direction. And um, I wish you guys the best of luck. If you're needing more help with coaching, you can always check out that description box down below and apply. I'd be happy to help you when it comes to achieving your fitness goals. And I will see you guys in the next one. 